24th to 24th is how many days? 30 days. And we have five more days after. So 34, 35 days. How many of us have our calendars booked for that time? God is set to do some mighty things amongst our lives, amongst our people. And I'm not going to miss that convention for anything. Hallelujah. A season of compensation. Psalm 23, verses 1 to 6. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That is God's promise over you, his child. And everything he has written concerning you in this particular chapter of the Bible, you'll see it come to pass in your everyday lives in the name of Jesus. Every single thing he has written to you, every promise he has given you as his shepherd, as your shepherd, he'll fulfill, he'll keep those promises. And you'll not miss out on anything that belongs to you in the name of Jesus. The covenant of God as our, provi- as our provider came during a period of testing for Abraham. The covenant of God as our provider came during a testing f- for Abraham. I, God generally allows things to happen. That's what we see in the Bible. He allows things to happen and then he shows up and says, my covenant with you covers even this situation that you are going through. I will enact a new covenant with you. When God came to Abraham and said, I am El Shaddai, it was when he was going to break cut that covenant, when he was going to tell Abraham that, look, you are trusting God for, for children. Don't worry, I'm your all-sufficient one. I have everything I need, including the children you need to give you. So one, that's one thing with God. He cuts covenant with his children in the, old, in the Old Testament when issues came up. When he came up as the Lord of victory, the Lord our banner, it was during a time of war. He came and he gave his people that word. In Genesis chapter 22, we find the story of the test of Abraham where God gave him that covenant promise. And the thing about the covenant promises of God is they cannot be broken, no matter who it is that does not like them. They cannot be broken. Because for those covenant promises to be broken, it means that God himself has failed. It means he has failed in his word. He has failed in keeping his word to us. And God is not a man who will fail or break the promises he makes towards his children. Hallelujah. Genesis 22 from verse 10. I just read 10 to um, 14. We know the story um, obviously because we've used it a lot in church here. In verse 10, he was about to sacrifice his son Isaac. Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. 
And he said, Here am I. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that you fear God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thy only son, from me. Anytime I go through that place where it says, now I know, I, I always ask God, God, you are the all-knowing God. You knew Abraham before that time. You knew the heart of Abraham. You didn't have to make Abraham suffer in his mind because, you know, there's a, there's a mental suffering you go through where you're thinking about the fact that you, with your own hand, are going to sacrifice your son. Do you understand what I mean? Abraham went through that torture for the three days from his house to that point. So I'm like, God, you knew what this man was going through. You know his heart. You already know him. So why not say, Abraham, I know that you are going to do this. So just to show you that I know, eh, I have made a provision for a lamb. Come and take the lamb. But God didn't do that. Because God, I've come to realize, God also wants to help us know ourselves. He wants to help us know ourselves. Because a lot of times, we say of ourselves what we are not. Sometimes we say, I'm not good enough. Sometimes we say, I'm better than every other person. But God, who knows the real us, allows us to get into situations where all of a sudden our eyes will open and we'll say, ah, now so I be. Hallelujah. So that was what God was doing with Abraham at this point in time. He wanted Abraham to know also. But God said, now I know that you fear God, seeing that you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram, offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh, as it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. Jehovah Jireh will meet your every need on a daily basis in the name of Jesus. There is no need you'll bring before him that he'll tell you he does not have the means to meet. Because the cattle on a thousand hills belong to him, the hills belong to him, the earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, all of that belongs to him. Therefore, every need you have, the Lord will provide in the name of Jesus. God cannot break covenant. He will not break covenant. So when on a daily basis you think about your needs, when you go through your accounts, when you go through the needs you have and you look at your accounts and you think about what you have in store for yourself, what you have ahead of you, always remember that no matter how big your need is, Jehovah Jireh will provide all you need plus extra, even in that time and in that season, in the name of Jesus. When he said, surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. The goodness and the mercy he's talking about includes our needs being met. It includes our needs being met because there's a mercy of provision. There's a mercy of provision. There's a mercy of deliverance. There's a mercy of abundance for his children. And God will always see to it that when he has mercy on his children, he provides, he goes beyond their need, he goes beyond the desires they have. God enjoys doing good by his children. Psalm 68, 19, he daily loads us with benefits. Daily, daily. 
He daily loads his people with benefits. What benefits are you looking for? God says, the Bible says, on a daily, not once in a while, not once in a year. You know, there are some fathers that it's just Christmas time they remember to provide for the house. (laughs) There are some fathers that are like that. When it's time for Christmas and the mother makes noise too much, he'll say, okay, you want clothes for the children, but how much is it? I don't have that, but you can make it up. You need rice and chicken only on Christmas. But God says on a daily basis, on a daily basis, he loads his children with benefits. He loads his children with blessings. So it doesn't matter how large or how big your need is. It doesn't matter how long the list you've placed before God is. He says on a daily basis, God is going to meet those needs and you'll not lack for any of them in the name of Jesus. Some other translations actually says he carries our burdens for us. Where it says he daily loads us with benefits, some translation says he carries our burdens. What burdens are we talking about? Financial burdens. Where you find yourself carrying the luggage, you find yourself carrying burdens over on your head. God says, hand that burden over to me. Let me carry it for you. I'm more than enough. I have all the strength, all the capacity, everything you think you need. I have it. I'll carry the burden. And Jesus said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. So when we drop our burdens at the feet of the Lord, he gives us his own burden. And you find that his burden will be such that you can carry without stress because every need is met in the name of Jesus. So what God says as Jehovah Jireh, as the Lord who sees your need is, there is no need to carry any care. There is no need to be concerned. There is no need to be bothered. There is no need to be bothered. Because there's somebody that knows the needs before you and he has made provision and that provision is more than sufficient to take care of all that you'll ever need in the name of Jesus. Abraham did not think he was not going to sacrifice his son. It didn't cross his mind. All he said was that, yes, we'll go, I'm Isaac, we're going to go there and we'll come. If God said I should sacrifice, I'll sacrifice, but he'll bring you back to life. He cannot give me a, 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 a precious gift like this and the same person take it away from me. So don't worry, I'll, sacri- I'll make that sacrifice. But I know that even as I make that sacrifice, he'll raise you back to life. So whatever seed you sow before the Lord, whatever seed you give unto the Lord, the Lord will give you that seed back a hundredfold in the name of Jesus. There's a time when we need to cast our cares. There are times when we need to cast our cares on the Lord. And the Bible says it all the time. We cast our cares all the time. Because fretting and worrying about the needs and the bills we have don't meet the needs. Fretting and worrying about the needs we have, they don't meet the needs. It is faith in God that meets the needs. Faith in God, faith in God's ability, faith in God's word. That's what causes the needs to be met. But the more you sit down on a rocking chair, like our grandparents used to, you just keep going back and forth, you keep going back and forth, you keep thinking, you keep meditating. The needs are plenty. How are we going to do it? What happens when the needs don't get met? How far, where, who is my help? Where am I going to look onto? Where will the resources come from? The more we keep doing that, the more we keep rocking back and forth, the more the needs will keep increasing. Because it's not going to change anything about the needs. Hallelujah. 
But when we choose to have faith in God, when we choose to believe the promises of God over our lives, you'll find that those promises will definitely come to pass. First Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your cares. The Amplified says, casting the whole of your care. Amplified classic, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and he cares about you watchfully. You can also open to Matthew 6, 25 to 32. He said, casting all your cares. He knows there are cares. God knows there are needs. God knows that on a daily basis, there are things that we would want. There are things that are important in our lives that we need to meet. There are obligations we need to meet. He knows about that. But he says, don't hold on to those cares. Cast those cares. Throw those cares at me. And because the earth belongs to me, I will sift through those needs and I'll meet those needs at the right time in the name of Jesus. That's what he says. He says he will meet those needs. He will answer your prayers. He will grant you your heart's desires. He will look at the list you have made and he will tick them all off as met. And as he ticks them up, the angels go on assignment where you are concerned. And the angels locate your house and they drop those packages by your, your homes. And as you open those packages, you'll see everything you need and much more. Because the God we serve is a God of abundance. Hallelujah. So faith in God's word is what makes our needs to be met. Not worrying and being concerned about the needs. And the thing about having faith in God's word is it shows in our actions, it shows in our words. Faith in God's words will always show in our actions and in our words. So if I believe that the shepherd is my provider, if I believe that the Lord our shepherd is my provider, it means that everywhere I go, I am not going to be talking lack. I'm not going to be talking lack. It means that everywhere I go, I'm going to be talking abundance. I'm going to be speaking increase. I'm going to be speaking as if the needs are met. Even if the needs are plenty in front of me, I will not look at what is in front of me, but I'll look at the person who knows what is in front of me and has already made provision. And that person will definitely cause the provision to come your way in the name of Jesus. So there are no needs that are too big for our father to meet. There are no needs that are bigger than him. It says, our shepherd came that we might have life and have it in abundance. Abundance means overflow. Abundance means overflow. Abundance means, for instance, you go to the market and you're buying your mudu of uh, gari at 200 naira. <laughs> and you are buying your mudu of gari and they are pouring and they are pouring and even you yourself after a while you say ah, yeah it's that mana she will say no but it's ever you keep she keeps pouring she keeps pouring she keeps pouring and you get to a point where you say ah, what's happening and she will say no 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 I just feel like adding extra to you that's the God you serve and that's how God will visit you in this season in the name of Jesus. Things that you don't deserve, things you have not worked for, things you have not searched for, God will cause those things to locate your homes, locate your situation, and they'll be permanent and stay with you in the name of Jesus. He says we should cast all our cares because he knows the concerns we have. He knows the needs we have. And he has made provision. While you are kneeling down and you are already fasting and praying and you've declared 21 days fast, 
God has already gone ahead of you. And if you, you know there are times, I don't know about you, it happens to me. When there are times when I kneel down and I start praying and I start talking to God. Not up to two minutes into my prayer, I get the answer. And I now start to ask myself, should I continue the prayer or should I, <laughs> should I stop the prayer at this point? Because if God knew your problem before the problem showed up at your house, it means while the problem was looking for you, while he was trying to locate you, the one who knows your tomorrow better than you know your yesterday knew it was coming. And he told his angels, go and we lay that, go and see the answer to that problem. My child does not know about that problem, but that's the answer. We lay the answer for my child. We lay the answer. And when the answer is relayed, it cannot go anywhere. That's why your meats being net should not come as a surprise to you because God is faithful to keep his promises in the name of Jesus. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Matthew 6, 25. Whether you have enough food and drink, New Living Translation, or enough clothes to wear, isn't life more than food and your body, body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. Ah, and aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Can all your worries, you can't do anything. In fact, it will reduce your lifespan medically. The more you worry, the medical people are here, the more you worry, they will tell you to reduce your lifespan. So cast your cares, cast your cares. The one who is more than able will hold those cares and give you answers to those cares and concerns in the name of Jesus. And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't walk or make their clothing. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God, so, if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, will he, certainly, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. So don't worry about tomorrow, 34. For tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. He said these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father knows your needs. And because your heavenly father knows your needs you will not worry about every thought that every need you have in the name of Jesus. A nursing baby does not worry about where she'll get food. I have never, maybe you have, I have never seen a baby under three months or four months send out prayer requests. <laughs> I have never seen a baby that age, even a baby a year old, a child a year old. But let's look at the three, four month old baby. Prayer request, prayer chain. I'm hungry. I need food. I need diapers. I am wet. I need to be changed. I have messed my diaper. I need to be changed. My clothes, I'm overgrowing my clothes. I need new clothes. Maybe you have seen, but I have never seen. Our Heavenly Father cares for his children more than a mother can care about her baby. Because there are times when a mother will sleep and forget. She will sleep and forget. 
And it is the cry of the baby that will wake up and say, wake up, wake up, we have needs in the house that you need to look up to. So if, the, if naturally speaking we know how to take care of our own children, the father that we serve does much more for us. And he'll meet your every need in this situation in the name of Jesus. He has a track record of keeping his word. And if he keeps his word, if he has kept his word in the past, the things we have for us in the future, they are not too big for him to meet. He will not fail when it comes to keeping his word over our lives. Matthew 10, verses 30 and 31, Genesis 17, 1 and 2. Matthew 10 says, The very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear you not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. The very hairs of your head are numbered. As many as they are, or as few as they are, they all have a number. Which means that as they all fall to the ground, on it, when you are combing your hair and one falls, God knows the one that fell. They are numbered. If you have a million strands of hair on your head, he numbered them from one to one million. As they reduce from one million to 600, he numbers them. He knows the ones that fell. As they reduce from 600 downwards, he keeps noting everything. If he is that concerned about the hairs on our head, if he is that concerned about the little things that are a source of concern to us, how much more will he not be concerned about your food, your provision, the needs that you have and the things that are important in your life? How much more will he not be concerned? Hallelujah. So God is faithful. He knows the needs and he has made provision. And this need, the provision is more than the things you ever need in the name of Jesus. When Abraham was 99 years old, Genesis 17, 1 and 2, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the almighty God. Walk and live habitually before me and be perfect, blameless, wholehearted, completed. And I will make my covenant, my solemn pledge between me and you. And I will multiply you exceedingly. I'll multiply you naturally, but I'll also multiply you in persons, in your goods. Abraham ended up being a very ex wealthy man. You'll find that in Genesis 12, 1 to 3, and Genesis 13, 2 and 6. Abraham was very rich. Abraham was very rich. So rich that when they came to take his brother, his um, cousin, Lot, the Bible says that his servants alone numbered three, over 300. His servants alone, they numbered over 300. If you have 300 servants, how much food are you going to provide for those servants? What of their wives and their children? So for somebody to have that strength of security in the house, it means that the household itself was much larger than that. And that's why the Bible says the blessings of Abraham, God has passed them on to you as his children. So you can confidently sing that song, Abraham's blessings are mine. I am blessed in the morning, I am blessed in the evening. I am blessed in the front, in the back, left and right. Because the blessings that God gave Abraham, they are mine and extra to go with it in the name of Jesus. So whatever your needs are, always remember that the covenant promise that God made for you, they are still there. They are not finished. They are not finished. They can never get finished, and they'll never get finished where you are concerned. 
Because God has more than enough. Remember, always remember, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And God daily loads you with benefits. He doesn't wait for you to cry out before he loads you. In fact, it says his mercies are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Every morning. Every morning. So before you step out of the house, the mercies of God, the blessings of God have already been provided. It's just for us to locate those blessings, grab hold of them and send them back to the home. Send them back to the house. And as we send them back home, they will do what they are called to in the name of Jesus. Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Genesis 12, 1, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great, because you will be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you, and curse him that curses you. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Chapter 13, verse 2. Abraham, Abraham was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And verse 6 says, The land was not able to bear them, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great so that they could not dwell together. Those are the blessings of Abraham. And for you as a child of God, the provisions, the blessings that God has made, the things that God has provided for you, they are greater than all that Abraham has. And you'll see them come to pass. You'll see them locate you in this, your very eyes, in the name of Jesus so all we can ever need to live a successful life we'll find in God, in Christ Jesus. Everything you'll need to live a successful life. The thief might come to steal, kill, and destroy. But all that Christ has provided, he has provided in abundance. And you will enjoy that abundance in the name of Jesus. The concerns we have about tomorrow don't change tomorrow. It is God that changes tomorrow. So let's keep our faith in God. Let's keep our faith in what he has done for us, what he has provided. And as we do that, we'll find God keeping his word over our lives in the name of Jesus. The covenant blessings of God for his children are not dependent upon how good they are, but on the relationship they have with him. The covenant blessing of God for his children is not dependent on how good they are, but on the relationship they have with him. It has nothing to do. God has special people that he, he wants to meet their needs. He has special people that he's concerned about. God has special people. God doesn't answer my own prayers. God answers other people's prayers. Sometimes we say that. Sometimes we feel that way. We feel maybe we have prayed and we have fasted and God is not answering us. God is not looking our way. But God is not a partial father. When you look at the story of the prodigal son, you realize that if God were a partial father, he would not have favored the prodigal son. He would have favored the senior brother that was good, that stayed at home, that did not waste his own money. He would have favored him. But no. He saw, in fact, the Bible says that when that prodigal son came back home, the father threw a party for him. Your father has a party he has prepared for you. And that party will be bigger than your expectation in the name of Jesus. Luke chapter 15 from verse 20. 
And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no more worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him. Is it that he had prepared that robe before or he was taking one of his own robes? Because when you say the best robe, it means something was already kept waiting for when that boy will come. He said to the servants, bring forth the best robe, put it on him and put a ring on his finger, shoes on his feet and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. When the promises of God are let loose, when the windows of God open over your heads, they don't open over your heads because you have been fasting or you've not been fasting. They don't open over your heads because you have been good or because you have not been good. They open over your heads because you're a child of God. Yes, there are things we can do to hinder the blessings. Yes, there are things we can do that the enemy will take advantage of to say, I'm not going to allow this blessing get to this child's house. But it does not mean that God is using those things against you. When the blessings, when the windows are open, the windows are open over all of God's children. When the season of compensation comes, it opens up, that season comes for every child of God. So it is left for us to enjoy the things that God releases over our homes. And as we enjoy them and make up our minds to partake of the things that God has provided for us, you'll find that there will be a double increase, a hundredfold increase, a thousandfold increase over your lives in the name of Jesus. So always remember, because you're a child of God, you qualify to be blessed. You qualify to enjoy the goodness of God. You qualify to enjoy the mercies of God. You qualify to enjoy the compassions of God because you're a child of God. And for those same reasons, for those simple reasons, every promise that God has made concerning you, they will locate your homes, they will locate your addresses, they will locate your families, even in this season, in the name of Jesus. There is nothing that God has decreed belongs to you that will pass you by. They will not pass you by. But they will locate your homes and they will come before you and they will say, we are here on assignment. And as you take advantage of what brings your way, you will enjoy the goodness of God beyond your expectations in the name of Jesus. Let's rise to our feet this morning. Knowing that the Lord as our shepherd is a faithful shepherd. He's a faithful father. There is nothing we'll ever need. There's no provision we'll have. There's nothing we'll need that he will not bring our way. And in addition to the needs, he knows the wants. And he'll cause you to enjoy the wants. He gives the corn, he gives the oil, he also gives the wine. And in this season, God will give you the corn you need, the oil you need. And he'll cause you to enjoy the wine that will come on top of it in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your children. We thank you, Father, for the relationship we have with you. We thank you because you have a record of keeping your word where your promises are concerned over the lives of your children. And even this morning, Father, I thank you because as we go into this week, the rest of the year, we declare that every need your children bring before you, they will be met beyond their expectations in the name of Jesus. 
I declare, Father, that even as we look up to you as our shepherd, as our great shepherd, we will not lack, your children will not lack for every need, big or small, in the name of Jesus. And their businesses, the works of their hand, they will receive increase and abundance in this season in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because your ears are always open to the cry of your people. And as they call out to you, as they look up to you in faith, I thank you because you will do exceedingly abundantly above all they ask or imagine in this season in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, for going ahead of them. Thank you for making provision doubly available. And I thank you, Lord, because your strength is always made perfect also in their lives in the name of Jesus. Lord, we bless you. We appreciate you. In Jesus' name we've prayed. I confess that I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. I have the very nature of God. Sin has no dominion over me. I'm a new creation in Christ. I refuse to live under condemnation because all past sins have been washed away in the blood of Jesus. I am redeemed from the curse of the law. Sickness has no dominion over me because Jesus bore my sicknesses, weaknesses, and distresses on the cross, and by his stripes I was healed. Every organ in my body functions in the perfection to which God made it. My heart kidney, liver, lungs, pancreas, blood, bone marrow, arteries, veins, and cells in my body are saturated in 1 Peter 2.24. I dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Therefore, no evil befalls me. No accident befalls me. My going out and my coming in is preserved. A thousand will fall at my side. 10,000 by my right hand, but none shall come near me. My home and family are covered in the blood of Jesus. Evil shall pass over us. The angels of God bear us up in their hands. We do not dash our feet on the stone. In my pathway is life. There is no death nor destruction. I am in the promised land. Therefore, my God meets all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He satisfies my mouth with good things. I give and it shall be given unto me. Good measure, pressed down and running over. The favor of God is upon me this day. Whatsoever I do shall prosper. God is able to make all grace abound towards me. I have sufficiency in all things. The angels of God are setting up divine appointments for me. The love of God is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit. I manifest the fruits of the Spirit. I am patient, kind, not easily provoked, not disrespectful, not boastful, not arrogant. I do not keep record of wrongdoing. I believe the best of everybody because I'm a love child of a love God. I'm quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. The highest sacrifice was made on my behalf by the highest being on the highest altar. Therefore, I will not pay with my life, 
what Jesus has paid for with his blood.